0: Welcome Thrive Nation to the New Youth Thrive podcast where we focus on what the youth need in our society today. I am your host Agla Wandurua and on this episode we'll be talking about investments and our fantastic guest Clarence Mohoro who is the CEO of Young Investors Africa, a financial fanatic with the vision to change how we view finances and investing. will be talking to us about it and help us understand that much better. We also understand that he has the passion to change this narrative and make a difference. So, Clarence, welcome very much to this episode, and do tell us about yourself.
1: Thank you, Egla. Thank you, Egla. What a wonderful introduction! What a wonderful introduction! Uh, great to be here at Vijana Tupo. Yes, youth can. That's a really amazing slogan, and I'm uh, really proud of the work you're doing to uh, create get resources for young people and give them the skills to fight unemployment. And so, yes, my name is Clarence Mohoro. Uh, glad to be here today. I, I am an entrepreneur. I am a Christian. I am, I am a family person. I love sports and I am also an investor. And so, with regards to business and investment, I run a company called Young Africa with the purpose, created with the purpose to get young people to create wealth through investment and uh, through business. And so we focus on three main things, that is investment majorly, entrepreneurship, and also community work. And so, yes, that is Clarence tomorrow.
0: Wow, that is very interesting. And we're really seeing that you love the whole idea about investing, finances, entrepreneurship, and it's going to really help with this conversation that you're going to have. And so I'm going to actually dive into the first question, which is, how has your personal journey influenced the path that you are on now, which is, you know, in terms of financing and investing?
1: Amazing, amazing. Uh, that's a very good question. I, um, my journey is a very interesting one because uh, what people need to realize is that investing is also part of business. And, um, and so it has been a journey and I usually like to go back all the way to class four. And I hope this journey about investment and business uh, really makes sense because it all comes down to your finances. And um, I went to a boarding school called Gilgit Hills Academy. And um, it was a culture show for me. You know, you go to a school, uh, guys are rough, guys are uh, different. It's a different environment. I hated boarding school. I, I think I was, uh, I, I was, I was crying the first two weeks because I was in class five. I was very young. And um after the first time, I realized, hey, guys loved football photos. Uh, guys loved things about sports. Guys were putting photos of cars in their, in their lockers and putting uh, photos of um, football, anything that guys love, ladies, etc., etc. And so um, I realized, okay. And in that school, I realized, you know, guys, there are guys who had things like tuna, like, uh, like guys had snacks, guys had, uh, you required, if you had some extra money, you could really survive in a boarding school because guys were had uh, record cubes, guys, uh, guys were buying milk from each other. And you're like, look, for me to, to survive this place and to live very well, I need to have some resources. And so I realized, look, okay, what can I do as Clarence to build up my finances in a way? And so when I was at home, my dad was working in a business in a company where they were getting newspapers every day uh, so that they are, they are keen with news. And um, in the store, we had a very big pile of newspapers, very big pile, and um I realized in the last three pages, I being a soccer fan, it's all the sports. So you'll see Ronaldo in Man United at that point, Rooney, you'll see Arsenal, you'll see Van Persie, you'll see all the sports, you'll see runners, you'll see guys who do basketball. And so I, I would check all the last three pages and I was like, this is a wonderful thing. This is a wonderful product. Let me see if I can do business with these things in school. And so I took photos, so many of those uh, pages and had a very big collection. And when you go to school, obviously, uh, newspapers are not illegal because you're not taking anything bad. Basically, people can read from those newspapers. And so I had them. And, um, and now I say my business. I see, ah, this guy loves Arsenal. I show him a photo of Arsenal and I'm like, Boss, this one is 10 bucks. Or this one is, uh, you can give me a packet of milk. Or you can give me a record keyboard. Aroma. Like, you know, guys had all these things. So it was just trade. And I learned, actually, that um the first point that for you to create um, resources or to get finances or resources, just need to offer value to the other person. Or someone would tell you, hey, boss, uh, I, I don't have cash or I don't have um, um, records or anything or milk, but probably I can wash it shut. And so it was value for value. And so I, I learned negotiation, I learned business. And that was the beginning of business. And we sold, I I would get an extra 10 bob when you were getting shaved, you know, you used to be shaved bald. Uh, at least I'd give the barber 20 bomb, and then he'd ensure that my hair was not bald and then he'd put, put for me a cut and that meant a lot. They're like, hey, this guy's looking fresh or something. And so it was the first step towards business and I realized that for you to really succeed, uh, if you have a product that is in demand, you'll really get a lot done. And so just offer value. What is your value? Probably um, you don't have finances, but probably you have a very good voice. Probably you can tell someone, look, um, I really... I want to do a partnership with you. I don't have money, but probably I can do for you voiceovers. Or probably you're very you're very good at shooting photos to tell someone, okay, can we work on this project together and um I'll do the photography for you. So I learned um and it was a very good business, it was very successful. I, I got a, a lot of things done. And uh, and, uh from that point I realized uh, you, uh if you have a product that is of value can create value from it and also that um it's all comes down to negotiation. You can negotiate your way Uh, to anything there's a guy who used to draw really amazing cars and uh, I love the cars and so I would give him a photo and then he'd draw for me something like a Bugatti or a Toyota and then I'd keep the photos and probably that photo can even tell it to someone else so it was just it's just a form of trade and uh, that was my first time doing business and um, I think um, sometimes whatever you do when you're young is part of you if I can say and uh, going to high school in high school, uh, the high school I went to, there were only three day scholars. And one of them was called Fever. And Fever used to sell pinpops. And you see us being in a boarding school, and uh, we had a continuous, but we didn't have pinpops in school. And because in this school, you bring in pinpops and sneak them in, and you'd make a killing selling them. At a point, he was making so much money that they were saying he's even making more than teachers because he would increase the price three times, four times. You're so hungry, you're like, hey, boss, man. Just give me that pink at 40, Bobo. Like, he was selling at such a high price. But then Fever was very mean, if I, can, if I can say. You're making a lot of money, but uh, he wasn't um, really giving his friends, uh, his close friends, like, you know, a free pink and everything. And so um, what that bread was now, sometimes people would steal from him and people realized, hey, now it's a very good business. So his fellow, uh, this scholar was called Matthew. Matthew was a very shy guy. And uh, he also had access to the pin pops. They only ten bob outside, but then in school, where it is, uh, you cannot access it. It is worth much, much more. The, if there's demand, the price um, goes up. So you're hungry. It's uh, you miss supper. You, you just you just need energy. You want a pin pop, and then we are in a mixed school, so like even um, probably you want to get a pin pop for a lady. And um, Matthew was very wise, and um, he saw. Okay, I'm, I'm not the guy who likes going around. I go to people and sell them pin and sell them pin pops. I'm not uh, the guy who's very energetic on that end or very confident or very. Well, for me, it was, he was actually in a class higher than me. He was about to finish school, so he was like, "I need to focus on this." And so, what he did, he's, he he looks around and so ah, this guy Clarence, he likes moving moving around here in school, and um, he seems. To know a number of people and so um that created an opportunity for me so he told me let's have a partnership i will be bringing the pin pops and you use sell and then you keep about was it 25 percent of the profits or 30 percent and we had and we started that business and it flourished uh, the edge we had of a favor it was our competitor was that uh when you went home at night i was there at night so i was one of playing at night and we sold and we sold and we sold and created uh, value and so from that, I really learned the importance of uh, partnership, uh, whatever you can't do, uh, just join someone who can or whatever you feel like uh, you can. If you combine forces with someone, you can do better. Combine uh, forces with people so you can create value in terms of finances, in terms of business, because business is an investment. Basically, it was investing in those pinpoints. And um, also, um, it was very interesting uh, because um, you could see how... Uh, important it was that uh you're able to to know as a business person or as an investor the risks involved uh into it. I was a I was a very uh, I've i am not uh very well muscled up I usually say my muscles are inside. So like I would go to a phone four and the phone four was three times bigger than me. Very big guys, uh, you know guys who do rugby and then he tells me Abu give me three pin pops. I give this lady three pin pops I'm gonna pay you in the doll. And then uh, I go to the dorm, uh, the guy doesn't want to pay. And what can you do you cannot start fighting? You cannot go report to the teachers because who uh, told totally you you're supposed to do business in school? Uh, you're supposed to sell pin in school. So you learn that there's sales and this credit. I mean, there's cash flow. So you can sell, yes, but you're getting the cash. So you learn that there are risks involved in these things. The risk of getting caught, there's risk of um, people not paying. Uh, so I just got a mantra and I think People should do it in business, like let people pay first uh, before giving a service or a product or even make a deposit. Otherwise, um, people will end up plaguing it. And it was a lesson I learned moving forward when I worked in a factory where they were selling a lot, but they weren't being paid. And that affected their cash flow. And so it was an investment you're making. You want an investment that has good cash flow. Uh, You can make sales, but are you making cash? Very different uh, things we'll talk about moving forward. Uh, that was an interesting journey so far and now i'd like to go to university but before that um is there any question in response to what i've covered (laughs) egla
0: not a question but i'm really impressed that you did all that when you were that young i think when i was in school i was just a customer buying that product three times the price and so that's (laughs) (laughs) so yeah you can Um, still go on uh,
1: that's, 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 that's really funny. I was also a customer, but I think uh, for me, just knowing, I think that point of necessity, just knowing that, hey, boys, I, need, I need to have an extra five-so, but, you know, like that, you're yeah, like, hey, but I need to have an extra five-so so I can survive when I go home, I want to buy myself a good shoe. So I think it really motivated me. Because like, I think in primary, I saw the power of having resources, like, living a soft life. Like, instead of having one packet of milk, you have three packets of milk. Or you at, at night, you're eating with spice or anything, or you, or you get things done. So, it, so the importance of resourcing. Like, en- enabling your life to be a bit uh, better. And that's why I think it was worth a sacrifice. Also, I think um, I really enjoyed business. There's that thrill that comes to, to me when I make a sale. Even if it's one small sale, I just feel that gash of joy like man, I've convinced this guy to believe in what I'm upselling. And so uh, when I was finishing high school, basically, you know, I was high in spirits. I tried two businesses and they had worked out. And um and I was joining university and you know, like before I finished uh, school, I was really trying to map out what I want to do after school. And I think when you're finishing high school, you usually have that uh I I I I don't know what to call it, but you have that. You have that good confidence, but then uh, you you think that you can do anything and everything. You have that confidence that the world is simple and everything. Uh, you think that you conquer the world in, in in one year, you'll be a millionaire and everything. And so like, I remember I put so many goals, I wanted to start a milk ATM in Ndigwa, start a restaurant in Kawawendani. There was this uh, design I felt that could be done for shoes and for clothes. And I was like, man, I want to do all these things, you know? I'm like, I'm going to make money, everything and everything. So you finish school and you go home and realize, oh my goodness, where do I even start? Um, you realize, oh my goodness, I don't have any capital. I don't know where to start from. Um, how do I go about things? I'm not confident. I'm lazy. You know, you're like, I'm going to do it. And then you're like, ah, let me just say, and then you, you end up, you realize that, hey boss, it is different. I'm like, okay, now what can I sell, honestly, from beginning point, I don't have any money. So you go and you see, uh, can I sell pops? Of course not. Everywhere people know a pickpop is 10-pop and people are at home now. We're not in a limited environment. Can I sell newspapers? Of course not. Um, guys are at home, they can always, um, they, they can buy newspapers for themselves. They can they can actually even download a photo for themselves. Why do I need to have a photo of way? I can even get a million of them on Google. <laughs> So joining high school, it was uh, uh, joining university. Um, I was I was really trying to figure out what to do in business, and uh, in my second semester, I met this guy called Job, and we were in the same Chinese class. And Job Job is a is a joker, is a is a classic joker. But the thing about Job was, Job was what I wanted to become, because mm, Job was very confident. Sorry. Job was very confident, uh, he had a sense of style, he, he could speak very well, and then mostly, and he had a business. And I was like, what? For me, I was very shy, I used to stammer a lot, and um, I didn't have a business. And so just seeing Job, and Job was charismatic, like he'd be like, hey boss, you know, I can sell your home phone. And i uh, just make all these kinds of jokes, and he was just really killing me and my brother, because we were in the same class with him. And so um, I was really fascinated by the job and I really wanted to, and I was telling you that I wanted to do a business and he told me, you know what, come and help me sell honey. And um, I was like, man, I'm going to go learn from the best man, you know, and uh, it was exciting and I started selling honey, uh, which I did for a short while before um, uh, something happened and I decided not to. And um, I said, looking now, okay, what can I do next? What is it that I can do next? And um, I said, becoming that guy, I, you know, when you read, um, I, I read a book called uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad at, at a moment in time, and just completely emotionalized my mind. Like, it's a chapter called, uh, I think, Creating Money or something. And it was just talking about the investor, talking about how to create value, how to do business. And it was just... For me, I never loved reading, but when I read Richard Bordad, it just sparked a fire inside me. And I knew Clarence—you're know, this guy who's supposed to be business and investment because that is what was just, you know, like when you read a book. Usually, I usually like uh, if I can create a reference to it. I I targeted. I had gone for for a church event, um, and we had this guy called Ken Gumeri who came for the night event, and he told us, you know. You, you may think you're cool, but um, if you're not reading a book, you're not cool, no? Instead of buying a flower, buy a book. And um, it was Valentine's event. And, um, and um, I was like boss man, like anything kitchen in my life, when you're saying leaders are... And I was like, oh my goodness, man, Sorry about that. So I was like, I want to be a leader. I want to be cool and I want to be amazing. And so what happened is that um, I, said, I decided that in 2018, I'm going to read each and every day. The next year, I'm going to read each and every day. And um, I got a book, um, a Kenyan book. And it was, I didn't like it. It was like a motivational book and it was so boring. And I was trying to read. I was, but I, I, I would read seven pages on Monday, then say I've read for the entire because I was saying one page a day. Then I got that Poor Dad, it was just magnificent. Like I was reading 10 pages a day, then I'm like, oh, oh, I want to read more, I want to read 24. And it just changed my mind. It's such a simple book and such an amazing book that just opens your mind. And um, from that point, I, I just need business and investment. And I was trying to look, okay, what can I do? What can I do? And that sparked an interest. So I'm going to connect how things work. So at that point, I was reading a lot of investment books and I was reading about Ryan Buffett and uh, he just. He became a hero, like someone who is kind, you know, guys who do business or who do investment, who basically guys who succeed at the highest point in life without having disturbed anyone, without uh, having scandals, without having um, um, monopolistic views or very bad, like someone who's doing well, who is a hero, someone who's kind, who has a happy family, someone who's not greedy, someone who's just adding value. And uh, I really wanted to be the one I was saying I want to be the one perfect of Kenya. And um, I remember, and I was trying to see, okay, okay, for me to invest, I need to at least, you know, at least I need to find a way to increase my revenue in a way. And um, I used to be now. I try to be a broker. You know that guy is like, what do you need? You know, when you, when you read these books, you're like, ask someone, what do you need? Someone says, I, I need these types of vans. you need. Then you're like, okay, let me try see if I can get them for you. So you try see if you can get them in town, then deliver to someone. Like, I was really fascinated with trying to see, okay, parents, what can I do for myself? And um, it was a journey, especially a bit frustrating because you're like, you're trying to find what you can do, but you're not seeing it. And um, I remember um, I saw this lady called Leticia who was selling these brownies in USIU. I went to USIU, Africa, and um, she was selling brownies. And... They are so sweet. They are chocolate brownies, uh, chocolate and vanilla brownies, basically cake. Not, uh, not, uh, not, you no know, people think when you hear brownies, they think it, probably it's weed or something, you no, know, like legit cake. And it was so sweet. And people were like, I was already in fun. I was a customer. I was able to love them. And I was like, man, this is a great product. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I wish I was the one selling this thing because this, this thing is making a killing. Because she used to sell out, people used to even order. I hiding one of them and so when i did my due diligence i realized basically it was just what you're doing in high school but so there was this guy who was called uh kige kige was making the brownies and she was doing the selling for half and i was like okay i can't sell tell you because she's already doing a ass job can i sell them at home uh probably at church because in your church uh, after church as you wait for the service to end people are just there hungry nothing is of so value and not, nothing is being sold as opposed to, uh, you know, some, some other churches you see people are selling juice, popcorns, at least so that even the kids in Asari have something to eat. And um, I was like, let me try that. And I talked to Kige, so he made a deal. And so um, every Saturday, Gioni, um, we would meet at a petrol station uh, near our place, basically Midway, and he'd give me the the brownies and I'd cycle back home. And so I was like, this is a great product. And I tried doing bring that. And, uh, you know, it, it was a low Product basically meaning that you're buying at 20, selling at 40. You cannot sell a lot, so it wasn't making a lot of revenues, but it was a good experience because you saw whatever is in demand really works. Then the bad part was I realized that um, sometimes the service ends, your youth service ends later than all the other services. So by the time you're finishing a service, the kids have gone home and you're like, Man, I'm going home with these brownies and I have to eat them. So there are those risks. Uh, but it was a very interesting business. People loved, uh, pe- actually people thought I was a big, I like, can you please teach me the recipe? I'm like, I'll, I'll consider. But then I was like, um, I was a guy who was buying and just reselling. And, um, it was very interesting. And, um, and that was probably thinking my first year. And I think at that point it was really frustrated because you're trying to really work a lot, but then there's no revenue and or it's, or it's not enough. Or you think, okay, if I was really good or we like great revenue and, um, but it was a learning curve, because at this time, again, I'm still in school, I'm learning, I'm, I'm studying, I am reading a lot of books. And I'd advise for young guys, Vijana, like, we need to read man. They say, if you want to hide something from a black man, hide it in a book. And um, so, like, if you want the secrets to life, it's in a book. Will Smith says, um, every problem that has been encountered, and every solution has been put in a book because people have lived before you and they put it down in a book. So like in a book, you get solutions, you get inspiration, you get into the right, into the right mentality. You even have a positive double manufacturing dream because you feel like I'm adding value to myself. You know, sometimes when you do destructive things, you feel your esteem is lower. But when you do um, uh, building things, you feel uh, a, a, a lot of joy, a lot of pride in yourself. And so that was the first year and it was a bit frustrating, but um, I think as the year was ending, I was just really unhappy because I was like, man, I haven't met my goals." Um, I'm like, okay, what's, what's next? But, uh, but I was doing, a, in that time is the time I just focused on just reading a lot. And um, in that reading and reading a lot of investment books, a lot of finance books, a lot of business books, something was brewing inside. Basically, the dots, the dots are connecting. And that was, um, I would say that um, towards the end of 2018 G- 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 from October, now um, things started to take a spark. So, Egla, um, any questions up to that point?
0: Not at all yet. I feel like the questions keep coming in and you're answering them as you continue with your life story. Because it's basically business, and you're giving us the answers, so just go on
1: <laughs> amazing, amazing so um at that point, and I'd really if you have a solid group of friends, I'd say, um be together. I have a friends who've been friends since you were children, and we had saved at Chama, and um you know you're saving ten books per month, and um at a point we realized we had a lot of savings uh, and um I've been reading a lot about all of this, you know, investment, Ryan Buffett, um, Ben Graham, Dalio. I was like, oof, this thing, I want to, Robert Kiyosaki, I want to be an investor. And so I told these guys, guys, I've been reading about all this. I feel like I'm, we are good to make an investment. I'm studying finance. I'm researching on these companies. Guys, it's uh, towards the end of December. I really want us to make an investment. Can we buy shares? And um, they agreed. And we took all our savings as a group of, uh, closing friends, and we bought our first shares. That was it. Uh, in Fico. and uh, we also um, I had I used to keep coins like you know you, you check your pocket and you're like, oh ah, yeah, boss, I have a twenty bob. I used to put the coins in a, in a jar. And my brother too he used to do the exact same thing. And we actually realized, hey, boss, hey, this thing which uh, each, each of us has about twenty five hundred. It was a slight margin, so we added uh, it to about twenty seven hundred, and we used it to buy our first Centum shares, and each. And I was like, man, we have shares. And I was like, amazing, amazing. And um also I got inspiration. Um, I think when you're reading, you get all these ideas and it just forces you to act. And um a friend um I, I was in church, and just as a service, I mean, as a uh, presentation was going on, I'm I'm now evangelizing, <laughs> but as presentation was going on, I in those times just have an Eureka idea, like the time where everything connects, and then Pop, by the way, this idea works. It is, it is. And I was like, I'm saving in a circle. I was always asked to save in a circle by our dad. And uh, they give very high return on share capital, about 20% at that point. um My friends probably save in a bank. Sometimes we put money in a current account, it doesn't get interest. You put in a fixed account, it gets 4 or 5% interest. And um, I realized, and many of them don't want to save in a bank because if you have bank fees, you know banks have a lot of hidden fees. There's this bank that was trending on Twitter at that time, where if you're saving inside the bank, they even charge you to to send money from your imposter to your bank account. They're charging you. They have all these hidden fees, and no one could notice, or they remove a fee for something. But if if you want to check your balance, they are removing a fee of 35 XAUG seven bob uh, VAT about 42 bob just to check your balance. And so like people fear banks and and uh, banks um and um and people you know you're told you need to have a carepine, and so someone is like instead hey, of transition after care pin. And then people weren't saving, basically their money wasn't getting any interest. And I realized, why don't I save for people? Why don't people save with me? And um I'll give them eight point five percent interest after tax, and then from that. Uh, money. I'll probably put it in a circle. Probably get a higher return—twenty percent or fifteen percent—that uh, is before tax—and um, and probably make the margin in between. And I was like, "Boom, let's go!" And they usually say, "Guys, especially um, one thing I would like to say: when you have an idea, uh, don't start thinking about how it doesn't work or what everything you need. Do you need investors or do you need uh, registration? First, do it. Then you'll figure out. First, do it." like if you see a very good um clock in town that you see like many families want this clock go, go and buy five clocks and then go and and vend them to your mom's friends or your neighbors and then sell them and now oh, that's how you grow, grow business then you do 50 then you do 100 then you're like hey i'm making good margins then you do 200 then you're like hey i'm making significant margins okay now let me read some my business now let me um if i need to do more probably i can get capital or i can do for capital so that i can do more but sometimes usually i'm like okay you want to start a business okay i need need an office space i need a partner we just need to sell something and um i one week one week in december i just got myself uh in the study area at home and it just brings on how i'd make this thing work and um was, and by uh, 2019, everything was set. And now I was a working salesman in school. So, this guy, Clarence Mufaro, a very young guy, he's in second year, selling his friends, save with me. That's why you need to save with me. Um, he has an agreement that's created each, for each of us. The money is safe. Uh, this is uh, why you need to save with me. This is the potential. Um, probably in a few years, we can start an investment fund together and invest together. And that was the vision. And, and I was blessed to have. Um, Looking back, basically making someone to, uh, make, for someone to save with you and trust you and you're young, younger than them, um, it was it was a a good vote of confidence. And uh, I was really grateful because guys saved me. And so now it's it was like a form of, yes, you're saving with me, I need to manage this money. Um, as a finance person, you always realize that risk is always there know, put everything on basket. If you put everything in uh, Masibo and then Masibo has a crisis, what's, what's next? So you need to know, okay, I need to put some in Masibo, I need to put some in In case someone has to withdraw immediately, I need to put some money somewhere so that it can draw a higher rate. And so basically that was our way of even attracting capital or building capital. And now, um, as much as I was getting people to raise money with me after four months, I raised a lot of money uh, people sitting with me. And um, Naturally, I think uh, fear set in. What if I don't give people the, their returns or anything? Or what if something happens? So that and when you are under pressure, uh, I say pressure produces diamonds, and uh, it made me resolve to learn at a quicker rate, We did an investment challenge. Understand now deeper into finance. Basically, now going further into the stock market. Trying to understand how it works. How can can you extract returns? Um uh, I remember at a point I even took less classes so I can do the investment challenge, reading books at a higher rate. And so I was learning and trying to go at a higher rate. And um at that point, um, um things were making sense. Things were making sense. And I now uh, could do a number of things. And um I part of the money was used to buy a bit of to make some investments so you could generate good returns for your savers. And um and um that was how I started a savings platform called Seminar, and that's how it grew in twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen was a year of growth. So basically doing a lot of research, doing a lot of learning, talking to professors, um, reading a lot of books, still doing my finance course, and um and now I was trying to see okay, how can we deploy this? Um helping people save in a very good way, how can we extract returns from that and basically um invest this people's savings in a good way, in an efficient way. We should usually call it cash flow management, so that they are making their returns and they're very happy and I'm making my returns. And um, that was um, um, basically how I started investing and basically built up on my investments. And uh, yes, so guys, that was that. And um, Pegla, talk to me.
0: <laughs> that was really, really cool. I feel like what I'm even, I'm out of words really, because I'm seeing growth from the first time you even encountered this whole business thing to the last part where you were transitioning from high school to uni and you're feeling like it's not going to work because everyone is going to be exposed. Like they're going to get this product at the same price I'm going to get it. And now how am I going to make it work? Like I made it work when I was younger. And so I'm feeling like there's a lot of growth And the fact that you're making it possible for people to invest and save with you, and it actually started working, and you talked about 2019 being the year of growth. I'm really impressed, and I feel like there are a lot of lessons inside whatever you're talking about, and like I said, your questions Are answering themselves as we continue so that is really really nice i feel like there's a lot to talk about but very less time (laughs) so you can give us your parting shot and then we can continue with the rest of this on the other episode here
1: amazing amazing thank you so much thank you so much um i think the parting shot is um as young people or as um entrepreneurs we just need to Keep carrying things out. Like if something doesn't work out, probably it requires time. It probably requires you to move on and find what works. So it's a process of reinventing yourself each and every time, seeing what works, learning the lessons, and taking them on with you. At the, at the end of the day, it's all about becoming. So even if this business doesn't work out, there are skills you learned there. Uh, you've become more persistent. You've actually learned a le- a lessons. You've learned how to market, how to organize things this business is not working out, just keep with the process. They say, um, if you don't give up, uh, as as in, they say, God has so much in store for you, but only if you don't give up. And that means that you reinvent yourself, figure out what's working, what's not working, Uh, things will change, seasons will change, and so you just need to move with the seasons. They say the only constant thing is change. So uh, love change, embrace change, and um, you will succeed. That's my parting shot for the first uh, Regina 2 session with Clarence.
0: Well, thank you very much, Clarence. And thank you so much for taking your time to talk to us. However, this is not the last um, of this topic as we've said. So make sure to stick around for more in-depth conversations with um, Clarence on Investments. Also give us a way to contact you and your social media handles.
1: Amazing. So um, my main social media is Instagram. Uh, that's where I'm most active. Uh, Clarence underscore Mugoro, Clarence C L A R E N C E underscore M-U-H-O-R-O. Clarence underscore Muhoro. Uh, the same name tag can be found in Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, Clarence Muhoro. ever YouTube page Clarence Muhoro or Young Investors Africa. And um, WhatsApp, it's 0756-490. 192. Um, probably should also share my Mpesa line for guys want to send them MSAPs, M Pesa. But uh yeah, those are my contacts.
0: Okay. Now to our listeners, we would love to hear for y- from you and follow us on our social media platforms at Vijana Tupo and on our Instagram at Utify Networks. Uh for more podcasts, you can find the money article. The Career Attic Vijana Tupotalks Talks on all podcast platforms, and kindly subscribe to get notified when we post a new episode. Thank you very much for listening. I have been your host Agla Oh, okay. Now <laughs> we are done with the first one. So I got I got a message that we need to log in.